What's up, guys? This is Jacob from the uh, Avoid All the Spoilers podcast, here today with Brad. Hello. And uh, today, we're going to be discussing Star Wars, the newest movie, uh, The Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. Episode 7. Much awaited. Yeah, much, much awaited, received. Much, much hyped, and uh, much good, in my opinion. It's quite a good movie. Yeah, so they had... I almost want to say they even had like two years worth of... Oh man, my voice just <coughs> started to go out. <laughs> um, they had like two years worth of like tiny little uh, drops, right, of the movie. Yeah, release trailers, teaser trailers, teaser trailers <laughs> for a trailer the they were going to release. <laughs> it was it was crazy. Yeah, you just invented yourself a new word. Trazers. <laughs> Trazers. Uh, whatever. It's a teaser. Yeah. And that's a treaser is a teaser for a preview trailer that you're going to put out previously. But yeah, I think in like 2014 they started dropping these. Yeah, and there were also the the J.J. Abrams behind-the-scenes kind of videos on yeah. YouTube and social media and things. Yeah. I thought it was Not a fantastic even, movie. I, I really liked it. It's one of the few movies I went to see multiple times in the theater. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to wait for Redbox, I just wanted to see it again because it was that good. <laughs> Um, it was one of those movies that, um, like, very, very few times do I ever want to see, like, the movie, like, opening weekend, just because of how absolutely ridiculous it is. Mm-hmm. Um, this was one of those ones where I made sure that I went sort of during the day so that it wasn't too busy, but I was like, I have to see it, like, opening day. Yeah. Much like Deadpool, I had to see opening weekend, so it's like... It's, uh, you don't want to wait for this one. No, I didn't wa- did not want to wait. You also don't want to be the one guy who hasn't seen the new Star Wars movie. It didn't help, though, that I had saw it. I didn't see it technically opening day, because nowadays, for some reason, movies open on, like, a Thursday (laughs) rather than the weekend. So I saw it the day after, and I had already had, like, one of, like, major plot points spoiled for me. Um, And it wasn't even like I was looking for it. I would be maybe on, like, YouTube or something. And it it could be about anything. Right, any sort yeah. of video, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, nothing to do with the topic. I said, "Oh, by the way, so and so happens." Which... The one spoiler in the movie, which we won't spoil anything, obviously, until the spoiler portion of the podcast. So don't worry about that. Yep. But but uh, there was a big major plot point. So it was but like... it's basically the one spoiler that if you've seen the movie, it's the one you'd be disappointed if it was spoiled for you. Basically, right? if you're listening right now, it probably was spoiled for you if you haven't seen the movie. Because it was yes. everywhere. It was rampant. It was You couldn't go to a single website without it being spoiled for you. No. And even me, with my almost obsessive level of avoiding spoilers, <laughs> uh, I still had it spoiled for me in much the same way. It was I was on some unrelated YouTube video, exactly like you said. Yeah. And then scrolling through it the comments, like, oh, that one's fine. It was like first whatever. comment, and people Spoiler. were trying to bury it, but it was impossible because somebody else would do it too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you don't see... You don't... Uh, you prefer to go into something blind. Did you go into this movie blind, or did you see trailers? I went into this movie without seeing a single trailer, and wow. I am... that's dedication, considering There are two things. First of all, dropping early. It's, it's not difficult to not see a trailer, because the trailer cannot be spoiled for you. No one could be like, oh, hey, surprise, pop-up surprise comment, there's this spoiler. But uh, the other thing was, I remember specifically in the Star Wars prequels episode one there was the spoiler which is no longer a spoiler because it's a 17 year old movie yeah uh in the trailer 
they had they showed Darth Maul like the one of the lightsaber comes out, and then in the trailer it goes again, and the second one comes out, and I feel like that could have ruined the experience. Granted, the prequels weren't phenomenal anyway. That might not have ruined it. But that would have added something to the movie if people didn't know that was going to happen. It's like, oh, well, the guy only has one lightsaber to fight him off. Oh, my God, it's actually two lightsabers in one. <laughs> so I didn't want any, like, any tiny niggle like that. Like, a tiny, insignificant plot point that would still take something away. I didn't want to know about any of those before I went to go see the movie. Yeah, and no. Granted, there was the one spoiler, which... <laughs> I'm certain most people got spoiled for them if they didn't see it opening weekend. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, I was very... I didn't know anything about the movie. And that was a good thing, I, I think. Yeah, I... I, um, I thought the movie was, like, shot spectacularly. Um, I heard that they started to bring back... Um, what are they called? Practical props? Practical effects, yes. So that, that was a huge complaint after the prequels, which which they almost went every heavy shot CGI, was green screened and CGI. There are very few real characters there, which I like it because it also gives work to people who do these sort of practical props. Yes, and they went back to a uh, uh, industrial light and magic. Yeah, the Lucas films, like very very talented special effects guys. Yeah, um, uh, MythBusters, uh, Adam Savage. He worked yeah, on he, the original movies for practical yeah. prep, uh, props, and I'm—I don't think he worked at all on this last one. But I'm just glad that they did start to bring back practical effects. Yeah, and even if you don't care about all, oh, what does it matter? You know, I mean, CGI it's is getting like survival of the fittest. Yeah, but it's—it almost takes less work at point to make it look better with practical effects than it would with special effects. And you also have to remember is that with practical effects, then there also is this physical media that has a value, right? So yes. if you're making like a scale model of uh, like an X-Wing or something, the mm. scale model now has value. It's physical. If you do a CGI rendering of of it, it doesn't exist at all in the real world. And therefore, it really has no value other than <clears throat> as part of the movie. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else, it's kind of smart from the movie perspective because you can then sell, like, oh, hey, a little X-Wing desk tchotchke, you know, for ten bucks. Yeah, especially since once you've right, made cool. it once, yeah, we already you have can mass-produce pretty much all the time. Because some of these are made with, like, cast and stuff, and therefore now you can use the cast again. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with cast, it's, like, a totally different topic altogether because with cast, then... Um, the earlier you get, like the earlier, the earlier in the run more. you get, the better it's going to yeah. be. That's one of those weird things with uh, molds, right? Is that like yes. the original cast is always going to be the best cast because as yeah. it goes, then material might maybe get stuck to it or gets chipped, and then they're not nearly as perfect. Uh, well, I mean, the first cast might be great, but you should still uh, look for all the other casts out there. Mm-hmm. I mean. The first one, yeah, they might talk about Ant-Man, but then again, <laughs> Star Wars 1, you'd want to see that. Just consume all of the casts, is what we're saying. Not just one. Yeah. I, I, I think, um, yeah, I was super glad about the practical effects. Um, the, yeah, and it just looks better. The shots the, the that previous. were in um, the Millennium Falcon, mm-hmm. 
those were fantastic. Yes, because they actually, I imagine they must have built a room that looked like the Millennium Falcon. Right, like, obviously, they're not going to build a scale model of the Falcon because you couldn't put lights in there and the cameras wouldn't fit in whatever else. I think the desert but scene they... had, like, a scale model, though. Of the Falcon? Yeah. It did. That was a practical effect. Yeah, and but I thought I'm that was is... fantastic. I was yeah, like, but what Ooh. I'm saying is, in the prequels, instead of building, like, a wall in the hallway of the Millennium Falcon <laughs> to put the actors in, it would have just been a green screen. Exactly. And I'm fairly certain it absolutely would have. If it was, oh, we need the Millennium Falcon shot in the prequels, they would have done it with a green screen. Precisely. The background in like, they, like in the, uh, I don't know the exact episode number, but they do have one where it's total green screen, and they're walking through a doorway. Yeah. And uh, Luke's head clips right through the top of the doorway because it's not <laughs> actually there. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. So yeah. that, that's one thing you get with like a practical set. Like if you like build like a room that's meant to be this room, then you can actually see it. If you don't see it, you just walk straight ahead and you're like, oh, that, that shot was fine, right? All of a sudden yeah. now the movie's out and they're like, oh, no, actually you uh, oh, sorry, you, Luke. you just phased through like the wall. Um, yeah, can we go back and reshoot that? <laughs> uh, no, the movie's coming out in a couple weeks. Also, the movie has been released, so uh, people have noticed it. But it's too late now, so... Dude, the Star Wars community, they notice something? <laughs> that's that's a wonder. They know exactly how many, like, rings or whatever details are on, like, a lightsaber. If you don't have yeah, the right amount, then it's, it's null and point. Yeah, those like, prop guys are crazy. Like Han's blaster. If it doesn't look exactly the same, then they're like... This one... There's this one piece that's totally wrong. Or it's... There's this one piece that was only released in this specific model-making <laughs> kit. So to reproduce the blaster exactly, you'll have to go buy that same kit for these two little insignificant parts. Yeah. Um, what was I going to mention? Uh, so actually about the movie now, about the... the well, we're talking about characters and some of the minor setup stuff. Would that be in spoilers? Do we have to wait to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, I think we'll save most of that for spoilers. But I uh, will mention, though, uh, how do you feel that this... Uh, ep- this episode sort of fits into the lineup with so many years having passed and so much extra media, whether it be canon or not canon, has been sort of released. Um, uh, are you talking about after the prequels, or am uh, I happy this took place after episode six, Return of the Jedi? So, canonically. <laughs> so, uh,. <laughs> Um, so obviously it went four, five, six, one, two, three, right? Yes. In release order. Um, I mean, like basically episode seven is supposed to chronologically fit if it's after six. Um, how do you feel it fits after six with having years and years of either cartoons or, um, extra media that sort of some of them are considered canon and some of them are considered canon. Like, how do you feel after all these years they release it? How do you think it fits? Did it feel like they really had to like force it to f- fit some things mm-hmm. and not others? Or I will say, first of all, it was a good movie, so I'll kind <laughs> of base all of my opinions around that. Which is, it doesn't necessarily have to fit with every piece of canon that's ever been written about star wars exactly every you, you, it doesn't you, necessi- couldn't. you don't have to nod to the clone wars and you don't have to nod <laughs> to the prequels or nod to the original trilogy 
it feels like they made a great movie and then called it Star Wars. And at the end of the day, you still have a great movie no matter what it has to do with any other Star Wars thing in the past. So on its own merits, it's a great movie with its place in the universe of Star Wars Expanded Universe. I don't really get into that, so I can't really <laughs> say one way or the other. So, I thought it was a fantastic movie. <clears throat> if I had to give it a rating, I'd probably say... Um, I don't know. It was high up there. It's got to be at least yeah. a nine, maybe more. It was pretty good. I mean, I, it, was, it was way better if you want to, like, base it off of, like, the last Star Wars movie people would have watched. Then it's Yeah, which was better. episode three. <laughs> three. I mean, it, it, as with everything, I say, if you like the prequels, great. If you like the original trilogy, great. Don't let us dictate what you like <laughs> and what you don't like. Just disclaimer, putting that out there. But I did not like the prequels. Well, I, as feel, a, I feel like every episode sort of had its place, whether it be... Not very good, or like well, yeah, like the, day, the original. It's all still Star Wars, yeah. And if nothing else, even if you're like the most pessimistic person <laughs> possible, with how poorly received the prequels were, it maybe made people realize that the original trilogy was still so good that even the people who hated the prequels so much, oh, it's so terrible. Even those couldn't diminish how great the original trilogy was. I agree. Um... And if I had to give The Force Awakens a rating, it would be probably a 9. And I I don't want to say that lightly, because a 9 is a movie I would go back to see in the theater multiple times. I can't wait for it to come out on Redbox. Yeah, we just found out about that. I have to go see that. it again. Found out about what? That they already have the directors planned and all that for 8 and 9. Oh yeah, well that's that's Disney. That's they. Have you seen the Marvel Expanded Universe? Cinematic Universe? And how meticulously they've planned that out. <laughs> well, Two movies worth of directors yeah. and whatever else. That's yeah. nothing. I'm just super psyched that we have sort of... Um, that it's... It, they're at least considering and more than likely going to go through with quite a few more. Um, well, this is one of my... Probably one of my favorite movie sort of... I don't even know what you would call it anymore. I would call it... Yeah, yeah, a movie franchise. Yeah, and I'll definitely agree. It might not be one of my favorite franchises, mostly because I don't, I don't particularly <laughs> follow franchises. It's like, oh, the Marvel movies that could be a franchise. Sure, I watch a bunch of those. <laughs> but uh, after seeing this, is the first Star Wars movie I saw in the theater because I'm um, I'm young enough so that the last not, Star Wars movie think. came out when I was, I want to say maybe nine or ten. That came out in the theater. So, with this one, I was more, yeah, this could be like the Star Wars for my generation. And it delivered on that. When did episode one come out? 1977. Wait, no, episode one? Yeah. 1999. Uh, what about six? Six came out 1986. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Um... I believe I've seen uh, the prequel in theaters. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, I I enjoyed them, but only purely because the previous ones I had uh, 
seen uh I, I watched them obviously I'm not super old. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, clearly. and that is uh in quotation marks because I mean it wasn't really that old. I mean uh our parents would have watched it, but mm. um I watched them in the theater so I sort of had like an opinion, like it was the first time I've watched them in the uh I don't know. However people would say it's like the format that movies are meant to be watched, right? Like you go to see a movie yeah. and they'll have like a they'll have like a commercial solely for the movie theater saying, Oh, you wanna watch it on this tiny little screen or should you go to the movie theater and watch it on the big screen? Yeah, and spend twelve dollars on a matinee movie. <laughs> <laughs> or do you want to get it on Redbox in a couple months? I will tell you though, I do sort of do that like a lot. <laughs> where I'll be like the red box? Uh, yeah, I'll be like, Dude, uh, that, is it worth seeing in the movie... theater? And then I'm like, nah, wait till it comes on Redbox. It probably isn't that great. Yeah, that's where most of my movies come from is Redbox or some streaming service months after it's out of the theaters. Yeah, if I think a movie's not going to sit quite well with me, I'll watch it on Redbox. If I really like it, then I'm pleasantly surprised. If not, then I didn't waste a bunch of money go to see it in the movies. Yeah, mostly my verdict with the Redbox movie after I watch it is... Well, I'm glad I didn't see that in the theater, but I'm <laughs> happy for the experience. I probably wouldn't have spent $12 on it. But to spend $1.50 for a Redbox movie, I, I could have done a lot worse than a lot of them I see on yeah. Redbox. Because there's only a couple bucks to watch it in Redbox while the movie is exponentially more expensive. Yeah, $12 and then probably a drink, because you're going to be there for <laughs> yeah. an hour and a half at least Pop, seeing a movie. Maybe some popcorn. <laughs> That's how they get you. I bet yeah. you they actually probably lose money on the tickets. They're probably making all the money on their like twelve dollar bucket of popcorn. <laughs> yeah, there was one. There was one time actually seeing Star Wars. I went to go see it with somebody else, and we were hungry, but we didn't want movie theater food. We wanted an actual lunch, so we go. We went to get fast food, and we brought that into the theater with us. So we were watching Star Wars while eating like hamburgers and whatever, French fries and stuff. Well, at least those are quiet, though, right? They're not like a bag of chips. It's, it's like... Ksh, ksh, ksh. We rationalized it. We opened like the food bags, all the crinkly noises. We did that during the previews. And I've, I'm very conscientious about this. I only took bites during like action scenes where the music was too loud to hear anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it detracted <laughs> from the six other people who were in the theater even watching you, Star even Wars. Even if you buy stuff there, though, it's noisy, out. right? Like, let's say you buy, like, mm-hmm. a bag of, uh, well, I guess they're box. Um, the one thing I can't stand in a movie theater is <laughs> when people buy a box of candy, they'll wait until basically the movie starts. Yeah, and, and, and then they're like, and building dramatic music, and it's like, opening the bag of candy. It's like, dude, you couldn't have done that. Yeah, at least, like, Junior Mints and Milk Duds are, like, just in a box. So you just have to, like, open up the seal of the box. But then if you get, like, like uh, Swedish like fish or something, then it's like you open the box and then it's like then it's a bag trying to rip the bag open. <laughs> I just do do that during the previews and then only eat the candy once right, the movie. Who cares starts. about the previews? I will say we can say this in the non-spoiler section: mm-hmm. the tra- the uh, little trailers that come on before for other movies coming up. Quite a few of them came on before Star Wars, and by yes, like the second to last one. There was a couple people in the movie theater going, Come on, play the movie already! Come on, show us! You saw it opening weekend. I think I waited about a month to see it. I would absolutely believe that from people who are diehard Star Wars fans. Not not in a bad way. uh, Usually the the previews 
in the movie theaters that I've gone to are usually 20 minutes. 20 minutes of previews before the movie starts. Yeah. Yes, that's pretty accurate to me as well. Um, this time it was more like 35 minutes worth of previews. <laughs> there was, but I think, knew. six or seven, maybe eight trailers that came on. A lot of trailers came on. One of them was like that Zootopia movie for kids. Yeah. Uh, and that was the one where people were like, Come on already! Show us the movie. They knew with Star Wars, though, nobody would leave the theater. So they no. can show them as much previews as they pleased. Pretty much. And I mean, the trailers were okay. Uh, I saw maybe a couple movies that, I, like, Winter Soldier was in there. No, not Winter Soldier, uh, Civil War. Civil War, there. yeah. Um, there was a couple good movies that were coming out, and I was mm. like, okay, those are cool. And then they started playing, like, these kid movies ones, and I was like, okay, great. Like, Let's all right, continue. anyway. <laughs> uh, maybe we should do an episode on uh, Winter Soldier at some point in the future. Yeah, we definitely we should. Um, yeah. I'll, we'll uh, put that one on the list. Yeah. I feel Archive like we should down. maybe get into spoilers, because the movie was in- All right. fantastic, and I think we've pretty much run out of stuff to talk about that isn't yeah. totally so, ruining it. Uh, final verdict, I'd give it a 9, and to me that's very, very good. That would be like an A grade in school. If you see this in the theater, you will probably have to go back and see it again, by my judgment. It's very good, it looks pretty, it is indisputably a good movie to me yeah it was fantastic um so the big spoiler that mm, spoilers everybody would have um the one spoiler that would have gotten spoiled for you yeah is that probably yeah finn is black that's that's the spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually a shock to me too i'm sorry if you um, didn't see it but yeah so han solo uh han solo dies done yeah, yeah he actually gonski what was it um did we talk about the fact I know we didn't talk about it on that podcast, but we might have talked about it before we started recording mm. um, about uh, how he wanted – he told people that he should have been uh, killed off in, like, the first episode. Yeah. Harrison Ford was saying in the first episode – Yes, after it was you that said it. Whatever, <laughs> yeah, it was me. That uh, he went up to uh, the writer and said, oh, guys, I'm surprised you didn't kill off Han Solo in the first episode. And they said, uh, we were thinking about it, but then – we realized that people are really going to like this character, so we're going to keep you around for a while. And Harrison Ford was like, oh, cool, I'll keep making money off of this. Presumably. <laughs> I wonder if the reason they killed him off finally in Episode 7 was he was like, uh, guys, I don't want to do Star Wars anymore. Can you just kill me off? <laughs> yeah, which, granted, if I if the fourth Indiana Jones movie is anything to go by, he might not have a lot of time left for all that acrobatic swinging around doing yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and the I agree. reason the reason I liked Han Solo in this movie is that uh, the reason I liked Harrison Ford in this movie, not necessarily Han Solo, when I heard that uh, Indiana no, idiot. Uh, when I heard that Harrison Ford <laughs> was coming back to do another Star Wars movie, my first thought was uh, didn't he learn from Indiana Jones that he can't keep doing this? Like reliving the glory days of a yeah. role he's clearly not meant for anymore. But then, with Indiana Jones, it's like flipping around, huh, kung fu kind of action stuff. Han Solo's big role in the movie is like, sit back, arms folded, and make a quip. And once in a while, do the classic, like, one arm out, blaster facing the camera kind of pose. And that's Han Solo, and it doesn't require a lot of big, acrobatic, athletic movements. It's more like Han Solo being a witty guy. Yeah, I agree. So... I was pleasantly surprised at how much I liked Han Solo in this movie, and Harrison Ford specifically playing Han Solo. 
I, I was definitely glad, like, it was nostalgic when, like, you saw, like, the main characters come back. Um, yep. The one thing I will say is weird. <laughs> if you watch the credits of this uh, episode 7, the all of their returning characters are billed above anyone else. So, by the credits, you would think that it's a movie about Han Solo, Luke Skywalker, <laughs> and yeah. uh, Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia. Yeah. When Luke doesn't have a single line in the movie. Spoilers, because we're in the spoilers, yeah. we do eventually find him in the end. Yeah, he like, the last, like minute of the movie it's like he he hands come up one's robotic he pulls the hood down it's like he's there it's a, oh my god <laughs> and then slow pan out sweeping shot right mm-hmm. slow pan out and then yeah and then end credits he doesn't get a single end line credits. in the movie and he's billed above basically yeah, yeah. the two main characters. he says nothing and he's on screen for maybe two and a half minutes yes says nothing and he is like Basically, build like first on the credits. Yeah, R two D two and the BB eight droid have more lines than Luke in this movie, <laughs> and that's not an exaggeration. I know, and they barely had R two D two barely had any lines. If you want to even consider them lines, yeah, again, it was at the end. Once, what event was it that brought R two D two back? I think because they said there was that a they found him or comatose. something, and then it was like. No, 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 they needed him to find them, right? Because he had no. the missing map piece. Yeah, my point, though, was uh, at some point they said, well, why don't we just basically ask R2-D2 to fill in this map for us? And somebody said, nah, I mean, we found R2-D2, but once Luke left, he's been the, depressed lights, and the he's, lights turned off. Yeah, he's basically in sleep He's comatose. The <laughs> equivalent to that. Yeah. So he's what got him out of that comatose state? That's what I'm curious about. I don't know. Like, what turned the lights back on? I feel like they probably mentioned it in the movie, but I wasn't... I was more like, oh, he's 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 there. And he was it? is he knows immediately that they need this map piece, so that's, like, the first thing he does. Hmm. Um, but, yeah, but I mean, that's a minor <laughs> detail in the movie. Yeah, it wasn't I, super that's not major. Like, but you know what? They didn't explain R2-D2. I'm out. Yeah, I, they just <laughs> lost me there. Yeah, that's clearly not going to happen. If... If it's a good movie, it'll be a good movie, no matter how many small little plot hole kind of things you see in it. Now, I, I'm trying to remember, did they say BB-8 was practical? He was a practical effect. I, th- I thought he was. At least in a lot of shots. Now, they I did really, actually make a BB-8 droid. I really liked when uh, he did like the thumbs up blowtorch thing. Dude, that... <laughs> Where Finn that gives him like a thumbs amazing. up and he's like... <laughs> Finn gives him a thumbs up. The little arm comes out and he pops the yeah. what is it like the pilot light? Like, yeah, <laughs> that was great. Like thumbs up style. I was like, yeah. that is perfect. That was the one moment in the theater where every time everyone in the theater laughed out loud. Yeah, was it's like Ta-da! oh my gosh, that's yeah. hilarious. And I like and how they a- sort of implemented things where, um, like BB-8 is like a ball kind of droid, right? So he rolls yes. around in order to. Move. To move, he has um, to roll his body. Yeah. And so, therefore, he has less support, like, in, like, a standing position. So I like how he has, like, all these cables that shoot out to, like, yeah, sort of, when s- s- like, he can, like, hover in the air while they're, like, doing, like, all these flips and crap. <laughs> yeah. When they're the Millennium Falcon trying to get away from the TIE Fighters, the bb like, rolling around, bonking on the floor. Yeah. Then, yeah, and then all he's the, like, the wires like, himself Yeah, the he's like, cables out. We gotta hover here. And the, the acrobatics on the uh, Millennium Falcon, that was fantastic. I was like, 
yeah. the scene is perfect for the movie. Yeah. And it... I think my favorite scene in the movie, and I might feel a bit bad about this, is right after they shoot down the second TIE fighter with that cool, like, flippy-do, they, you know, that maneuver. Mm-hmm. They get off the ground, they're finally in outer space. Ray comes out of the pilot's room, Finn comes up out of the gunner room, mm-hmm. and they're just geeking out to each other like, oh my god, that flip was amazing! You lined up the shot perfectly! You shot him perfectly! That was great! And then just, essentially... It's not important at all for story development, but it's all character. And I feel like that allowed me to know those characters almost immediately. Yeah. And the first time I saw that in the theater, I re- remember thinking, you know what? This is a Star Wars movie I can get behind. You know, no matter what they do for the rest of the, the movie, they have me after this. I will pay attention to whatever nonsense they say about the Force after this this one scene basically made the movie for me no matter what comes after yeah we we mentioned canon and um a few things that sort of stood out to me is they even sort of changed canon like within the movie right so i can understand uh you can ignore some extra material that isn't like strictly episodes 1 through 6 you can mm. If you wanted to, you could exclude all of them from canon. Um, uh, but one thing is, all of the uh, troopers are not clones, is something I noticed. They're not clones of each other, Yeah, but I think presumably they're clones of somebody. Th- that, that's what I would think. Um, and they have, uh, what's her name? i trying to remember. Ray. The commander. No. Yeah, the commander's not Ray. Commander Zalvala. Uh... Who played her again? It was, it was great casting on her. Um, see, I have Cloverfield Lane pulled up on I, uh, IMDb I instead of um, Star, Wars. Star Wars. That's fine. We were talking about that before the <laughs> before the podcast. Um, but yeah, we could, that was we can make a break this show on IMDb. But I think all of the characters were really well cast. And I don't think I could look at a character... Well, with the, the obvious exception of Kylo Ren. No offense to him. I don't want to, like, polite uh, insult him, but he was really insult. doing his best in a Star Wars movie, which could seem like an insult, but it's really not. It just didn't seem like great casting, where there's the scene where uh, Kylo Ren is trying to get the information out of Leia using the Force, and mm-hmm. she's kind of resisting him, and she's like, oh, take off the mask if you can't, you coward, take off your mask and face me yourself. <laughs> and he actually does, and that moment is only to build tension of, like, oh my god, this guy's gotta look like a badass! And he kinda <laughs> looks like Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. Basically. Um, yeah, it was sort of like a... It was a, kind of a letdown. Yeah. Um, and then they have, like, yeah. Darth Vader's, like, disintegrated His Destroyed head. mask. But I feel like that also gives character to Kylo Ren, where he would... Like, if he's so obsessed with the dark side and he wants to follow in Darth Vader's footsteps... If he was upset enough about that, he would go to the planet where they burned Darth Vader at the end of Episode 6. He would go to uh, the place with the Ewoks, Endor, and he would be like, I gotta find this mask. This is a relic of my grandfather. This is his vision that I want to achieve. So I could see that, and that was a that was a nice touch. Yeah, help me piece this together. So, mm-hmm. uh, Kylo Ren is uh, Han Solo's son. 
He is the son of Han Solo and Leia. And Leia. Uh, Leia is the daughter of, of Anakin, Anakin Skywalker and Padme. And Padme. And Anakin Skywalker turns into Darth Vader. Yes. So well, well that, I Darth... <laughs> that I know. Um, yeah, well, and Anakin is just... Apparently he's just made of... Uh, Metaphorians. Uh, yeah. All over the place. Uh, no, they're in your blood. They give the force to all living things. And that's pretty much... He's just created just divinely out of nothing, pretty much. Yes. Um, he apparently has no father. Which, that seems impossible, but whatever. <laughs> so, I think his mother just didn't want to face the truth. That's how grandfather comes out of it? Because... Leia... Anakin, Anakin is, gave birth to Leia. Yeah. Leia gave birth to Kylo Ren. Right. Um, grandfather. Speaking of that, mm-hmm. they didn't explain whose Rey's parents were, but she mentioned parents in the movie. See, here's... <laughs> and I went to see this movie with somebody else. Every time I went to see it, it was never by myself. Yeah. I saw it with the same person twice, <laughs> and my... There was one scene in the movie that explains this, kind of, to me. It's the scene where Leia, not Leia, where Rey goes into Maz's cantina. Exactly. She goes goes into the basement, Mm -hmm. and she uh, pulls out a lightsaber. Yes. And when she does that, she has a bunch of flashbacks. Yeah, she has a bunch of visions of Luke. And here's where I think they're going with this, right? Is that Luke is her father. Yes. That's the end point. (laughs) That's what I thought. Yeah. Is that first they wherever Ray is standing, she would presumably be taking the place of Luke Skywalker, where there was the flashback with all of the apprentices that Luke was training. Luke wasn't there, but it was Ray facing all of the guys in black who were uh, who had red lightsabers. Mm-hmm. So I imagine Leia was taking the place of Luke in every flashback that happened. That that exactly, and when um. And when Luke got was... the Skywalker, not Luke got the Skywalker. Uh. When Luke got the uh, lightsaber originally from his father, no, Luke got it from Ben Kenobi. Oh, right, right, absolutely. And then it was, uh, it was um, Anakin slash Darth Vader who wanted the lightsaber in the first place. Yes, right. Wasn't he? That he that was. It. I don't know why he wanted it. Uh, he had a pretty cool, uh, nice Dude, red he, lightsaber. He had but... a red one. <laughs> Well, it's awesome. Blue just would have ruined the color scheme. Exactly, especially considering that all of the Sith have red lightsabers. So there's probably some. I mean, the one like, thing like... where the dark side produces red energy, which probably nobody cares about, but it's a nice way to well, distinguish. They, they say it comes from the crystal that they choose to make the lightsaber out of, but I've that doesn't. I've never heard anything about that, and to be honest, I don't <laughs> think it takes away from the story to say. But why are they all red? I think it's just because that's the Sith color is that, red. That, that Something about be being evil produces red. Explain that way, I feel. But other, I, other I sources wonder... will say it's like the Force Crystal determines the color. But who's to say that they all chose a red Force Crystal? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, all right. But I feel like some people want answers, which yeah. led to the Midichlorians thing in the first place. Mm-hmm. So after that, I after I grew up and heard about you know the controversy about, oh, Midichlorians are so dumb and so stupid. I kind of stopped caring about the... Mostly, I stopped caring about that fine level of detail in movies, mm-hmm. where it's but wait, how does the Ant-Man suit work? That doesn't make <laughs> sense. It's because it's a comic book. That's yeah, how it works. basically. 
So I could suspend my disbelief pretty far if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> is the point of that. Yeah. Uh, I... Um, what was it? So... Uh, Ray does the... Uh, pull the lightsaber out of the snow thing. Yeah, that was cool. Basically exactly like Luke did when he was upside down in the cave it's, with... Uh, in uh, With the Bantha? Yeah. Or the, the big Yeti. Yeah, the Yeti on, the ice, on Hoth. I I don't know how more people kind of aren't talking about this, but I feel like they they made episode 7, this newest one, mm-hmm. almost point for point from episode 4, A New Hope. It, it was very, very, very similar. Like, they could have used the same thing, changed around a few names, and it's like a little bit of the scenery. It's, made it and, instead of the Death Star, it's like an entire planet, and then boom. <laughs> but to the point where... All right, they found Anakin on a planet completely covered in desert, just like we did with Rey. Mm-hmm. The point is to bring down, essentially, a laser that can destroy planets, just like in Episode Four with the Death Star. Exactly. They they kill it in almost the same way, just by dropping bombs on it, just like <laughs> Episode Four. It's, and there are a lot of other kind of minute things that a lot of the way it's shot. Which I understand it's Star Wars, so they could do as many callbacks as they please and don't let me stop them. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, it was still a great movie. Yeah, if you don't pay attention too much, lot. you sort of forget that it almost is scene for scene. Yeah, in a lot of ways it is. But that's not to say it's a bad movie. It's just no. to say that's kind of weird they did that, but whatever, more power to them. I went to see it in the theater three times. Clearly <laughs> it didn't bother me that much. No. I thought the movie was good. Um, what was another thing? Uh, Kylo Ren. Um, I feel like they sort of assumed that you kind of could just piece together what he was all about. Right? Because do I don't feel like they gave you really any back story for him. They gave. They gave us that... He was training under Luke, and then Kylo Ren essentially embraced the dark side and turned against Luke Skywalker. They, uh, didn't they say that's something about, about, like, that because of Kylo, that's why Luke gave up training... Uh, Luke gave up training the Jedi, trying yeah. to train his Jedi apprentices, including Kylo Ren, because he failed, he felt like. So instead and of... I think it was his failure that co- sort of pushed Kylo towards... Sort of no, like but a revenge. Luke Skywalker failed because. Is it the chicken or the egg? <laughs> because he's a jerk, basically. Chicken or Luke, the egg? <laughs> Luke saw that Kylo Ren was evil. This is my speculation, by the way. He doesn't seem uh, totally evil, though. Because he, he shows a lot of he? weakness in there. Because, like, at one point in time, he said he talks to, like, the decrepit the mask of, of Darth Vader, and Darth he says, Vader? like, uh, show me the power of the dark side again, and that he will. He won't. Uh, like, I won't... I, pinky promise, I won't turn away from the dark side. But it seems like he could. I mean, he killed his dad. That's pretty evil. <laughs> well, he for a second, I almost thought he wasn't going to, even though that was what was spoiled for me. But that um, would have... I was like, oh uh, man, maybe he doesn't. Maybe everybody was just lying. Maybe that's, maybe that's just a meme. I also thought that. I thought, you know what, this is a new start to the the Star Wars kind of canon. Like, they can get so many people who haven't seen this just kind of make him a good guy 
And that could be a good struggle in the past of, oh, but do I choose the dark side or the light? I chose the light now, but I've always been a, a, a supporter of the dark side. Mm-hmm. So then, actually no, pretty much Stabbing. like Vader. Like, I think if Kylo Ren had known that Vader at the very end... Turned into a good guy? Turned into a good guy. At his very end, he pretty much died uh, a good guy, for the most part. Yes. But he doesn't, but Kylo doesn't know that. No, he just knows that, oh, my grandfather was a huge, important member of the Sith. Yeah, and, and so that strong he, in the way of the Force. And that he died, and now he's sort of trying to fill his role. Mm. Which, he almost is filling his role even more than Vader would, because he is in that very, very gray area. Vader was only yes. in the gray area for, like, a second. For the last movie. <laughs> uh, Kylo is, like, flip-flopped between the two very often. Um, I do like... Uh, and then he has, like, the recognition that uh, Rey is... Um, she's strong in the ways she's of the strong Force. in the ways of the Force as Which, well. again, even if they don't explain that, I could buy it in the the universe that Star Wars has created where... Oh, well, I use the Force so I can... It's like a sixth sense that I have. Like, this mm-hmm. person feels strong to me. Yeah, and and even uh, Leia sort of has, like, a little bit she, of Force sort of... She's a being fluent in the ways of the Force. Yeah. Even if she can't use it. Even if she's not, like, a Jedi. I can see that, yeah. Because she knows, like, when things are happening that she's never seen before. Yeah, she was also the son of Luke Skywalker, so maybe some Which of his... would make sense. Or the son of Anakin. Maybe <laughs> Luke Skywalker, that would be weird. <laughs> Not only did he kiss his sister, he kissed his daughter. Yeah. Whoa. Both, whoa. Keanu Reeves, whoa. <laughs> um, oh, uh, it was, uh, what's his name? Uh, Poe. Poe Dameron? Yeah. Dude, that guy was cool. I was, yeah, a and then he's like, keep the jacket. Of me who's like, Poe, you're the best. Yeah, he's like... Oh, I took your jacket by accident. <laughs> like, no, I no, took no, your no, jacket no. by keep accident. It, keep it. I can't... I feel like, though, that was kind of one moment he broke character, which mm-hmm. was... Uh, he's hugging Finn like, Yeah, it's so good to see you, buddy. Hey, isn't that my jacket? <laughs> I know. Like, Dude, forget the jacket. <laughs> Be happy that he's alive. Which, they both thought each other was dead. Yes. And I... I'll be honest, I'm not sure how Poe's jacket came off of him, and yet... Poe yeah. was ejected from the crash. Yeah, wh- what? But again, I'll suspend my disbelief. Maybe <laughs> maybe that happens. Yeah, what do I know about Star Wars? And I did like that battle with uh, the, like, anti-lightsaber weapon. Right. Like, oh, like the star- the stormtrooper's, like, big electrified stick. Yeah. Yes. That was, it was also that was cool. good to see somebody using a lightsaber and the actor getting into it. Mm-hmm. When the character didn't know how to use one. So, if you go back and watch the prequels, one thing that they undeniably do right is they have very good lightsaber fights. Which is the actors, like, flipping around and doing all this awesome stuff. When in the original trilogy, it was essentially two old guys, like, tapping props together. Yeah, and then you have... What I, what I really liked is, like, the attention to detail. Um, like, for example, Kylo's got this... Like, th- throughout um, Star Wars, in stuff that I guess could be considered canon and not canon, um, they always have very interesting uh, takes on the lightsaber, right? Like you mentioned before, yes. the the sort of, like, staff-style 
Um, but he only had one, and I'm disappointed by that. There's not more <laughs> of those in that universe. Um, and then you have, in, like, extended universe, they have, like, some that are, like, whips, I guess? Um, yeah, yeah, but that would be hell, probably, to put in a, a live-action film, so I don't blame him for that. <laughs> yeah, they, at some they point, have so many cool lightsabers. I, I did like the sort of, like, crossbar-style lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And even, like, like the... the plasma or whatever they want to call it coming out of it is he he, like, he mentions it's homemade right that he crafted it himself and even cool. like the beam and yeah like yes. the beam and uh the little uh, crossbar coming out of cross it guard. sort of mm-hmm. seem like it was homemade yeah people like have also speculated people have also speculated that the the cross guard kind of a thing mm-hmm. because he built it himself that's the equivalent of the exhaust on a car it sort of looked is, like an exhaust, too. It was, like, very, very rough-looking, and it was tapered yeah, at the end rather than rounded. Yeah, sputtery-looking. Yeah. And, like, you could you could see from, like, the, the difference between the lightsaber that Ray and Finn use. The, yeah, it was, like, a perfect... It, it's, it's very, the, very hard edge on the edge. It's it's almost the equivalent of, like, having a castle, a castle-forged, you know, meticulously-made sword, as opposed to, like, I'm just gonna beat him with a club. <laughs> is almost how that felt. Just, like, wild and... It might not be pretty, but it gets results. Yeah, and in the movie, they show how he uses those cross guards, right? Yeah, where he's, he's like, Finn and Kylo Ren both have their lightsabers at each other, and then Ray, uh, uh, Kylo Ren just kind of, like, tilts his a little bit and just burns Finn's shoulder with it. Mm-hmm. Which, people were complaining in the originally, they were like, um, that design is so stupid, like, it doesn't yeah, make sense. if your hand sense. slips, you're just gonna chop your hand off. Yeah. Um... And then Kylo Ren's got, like, this super temper problem, <laughs> which apparently he doesn't get in trouble for. <laughs> but, granted, he just... if there was a guy who could use the Force basically to kill you anytime he likes, I wouldn't talk back to him either. <laughs> and it's good that they show Finn um, undermatched. Yes. Um, because, because he doesn't wield the Force, he just has a lightsaber. But not even that. It's Finn was never trained how to use a lightsaber effectively against another guy using a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kylo Ren was an apprentice of Luke Skywalker, so Ren would have had some kind of lightsaber training, presumably. Yeah. I fully well and expect that in the next episode that, because uh, at the end Rey says, like, has uh, Luke's lightsaber with her, mm-hmm. I fully expect her to get a lightsaber, and I'm Super hoping it's like sort of like a staff because she uses like a wooden staff as like her yes. main weapon Do, early on. What if Ray used the kind of dual lightsaber yeah. thing? That what if it was Darth Maul's lightsaber? That'd be they cool. somehow somehow like, they bring it back. back into existence. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be cool. Great. Uh, and it seems like that's that she she's proficient with like staff sort of training, and I guess that kind of goes off into like lightsaber territory, and that's why she's so good. You can explain it that way. Yeah. Um. But she She's definitely used... seems way more fluent with, like, her staff. Like, she could, like, just beat people up. Yeah, busting heads with basically nothing but a stick. <laughs> basically. And I like that. That It shows some kind of uh, independence. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I might be just from the sand planet, but I'll still kick your ass with nothing but a staff. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing but a long stick of wood. I overall the the movie was super satisfying I feel um it was like I could probably talk about Star Wars for like hours like yeah, all the details agreed. was like so good and then you could like argue about who raised 
parents were that she was waiting for, and, uh, oh, and then she had, like, that little, <laughs> it almost sort of looked like a tractor, right? Her, like, little vehicle that she was driving? Yeah, like the kind of junkyard bits and pieces. It uh, sort of looked like a tractor without shit. wheels. Yes. <laughs> it definitely looked like a, a hunk of garbage. Yeah. In the Star Wars universe. Which, again, that fits, because she doesn't have money. She probably no. put that thing together out of parts that she found. Yeah, and then you could see how she has, like, a uh, dilemma when... What's-his-face? BB-8. No. Uh, when the guy tries... He says, I'll sell you BB-8 for oh, all these oh, rations. 60 portions. Yeah. Where at first, she's like, food, gimme. She's but like, then she's like, you know what? Oh. BB-8's more important to me than food. She's like, oh, oh he's got food. <laughs> 60 and portions? She was, prepared. she was like, grabbed it in both arms, like, hugging the food, prepared to, like, take it and off the table. And then she's like, nope, you can life. keep the food. I, you don't, no, BB-8's keep the food. not for I sale. BB-8. And then, of course, he's like, I want that droid. Get me so. that droid. I wonder so how many portions of, I wonder how many portions he eats a day. <laughs> probably a bunch. I doubt he eats portions. He probably, like, cooks and eats the underling underneath him who does the least work to keep the others in line. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then they they just Han's like, oh, where did you find the Falcon? And then they have like this whole backstory about who, where the Falcon, like where it's gone down the line. Yeah. I got it. I got it from guy A, who stole it from guy B, who stole it from guy C, who stole it from me. And he's like, well, it's mine now. <laughs> yeah, well, so. I got it back. It's not leaving. Thanks, guys. But this is the Falcon. This this is one of my favorite lines. This is the Millennium Falcon. You made the Supreme Trial run in 14 parsecs. 12. <laughs> 14. And Which the... just like grumpy guy Han Solo. Just like hemming it up on screen for himself. Yep. The only way to get through the force field is to drop out of light speed once you've passed through it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, the shield stops anything from coming in if it's moving slower than light. Which sounds like and... a serious design flaw <laughs> but no what would be dumb enough to be coming at your thing at light speed that's true and then you also don't need a magnetic field because uv rays i don't think travel at light speed well they probably do but i don't care <laughs> <laughs> uh, i wonder if uv travels at light speed well it is it ultraviolet might. light it's ultraviolet so it light it just comes in at a different wavelength yeah, whatever. Um. <laughs> the, point, the point is, it would still be a pretty good defense system against most things, I imagine. Well, so anybody like, that's not stupid enough to be flying at something at light speed, uh, and but it's it's weird how the very small things in Star Wars, like the very small calculated risks, where the bad guys are always, nah, that can never happen. Like, <laughs> then with, it happens. <laughs> yeah, with this one, it's. I mean, no one's going to be coming at us at light Except speed, right? Except for the main it. characters. They will do it every and time. And then in episode four, A New Hope, there's... But, I mean, there's only one hole in the exhaust thing. They can't possibly shoot a missile down there. Ah, shit. They just shot a missile down there. Well, they had a guy who the Death Star. had arguments about, like, how like the design of the exhaust was actually proper. It didn't work. Like It, like, it, it would have been perfect, except if somebody controlled a missile with the force. <laughs> but my problem is... That was supposed to be, like, an exhaust pipe. Put a grate over it so they can't drop a bomb in there. That is true. How could that true. possibly have hurt? Like, why don't they have, like... Like, any other get exhaust the would have... Get the dimensions of a rebel bomb and put a grate over it with spaces that won't allow the bomb to fit in there. So it would blow up the grate and a big area surrounding it, but not the actual core of the... 
weapon itself. Mm-hmm. And this Death Star was like Death Planet Star. <laughs> uh, Star Killer? Star Killer, Star killer Planet. <laughs> Where it used the power of a sun, drained the sun completely, and that was its power source. Yeah. And they conveniently have, like, some sort of time until the stars is absorbed. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it would take a while to get that much energy. Mm-hmm. So, again, they don't have to be that specific about it. So it's just, oh, it uses the power of the sun, but it takes a long time because we're essentially eating a sun. To me, as the movie-going audience, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, o- overall, I don't think I could knock the movie on anything that they've done. I think it was well put together. It, it was definitely a very good movie, and if you haven't seen it yet, you probably should. Even though we just spoiled it all for you right now. You'll still, still enjoy it. it. It's it's not necessarily the plot that makes the movie great. It's the feeling of the movie. And it feels like Star Wars. It does. Um, I'm trying to remember if, like, what's the uh, canon for uh, Chewbacca? I, I feel like they might have killed him off in, like, some, like, extended universe. Yeah, they might. He's still alive after episode seven. Well, uh, yeah, uh, in, in in like the original trilogy, he's obviously still alive. But I I think I saw some sort of extended universe type of thing mm-hmm. where they had him killed off. What well, stinks? But I mean, there's it's probably good thing all kinds of, kind of extended not. universe where it's like, mm-hmm. oh no, and then Luke Skywalker dies. <laughs> Basically. But he's back. And uh, Lucasfilms actually had to send out kind of a disclaimer that if it wasn't in the original movies and these other very select things that we're going to decide are yeah, canon, then it's not then canon. It's, then it's not canon. I mean, they can do whatever they want, but we're the, one who are, we're the ones who are right. Yeah, basically they're saying anything that's happened in the previous movies, we, we're, we're going to continue we're gonna to respect. We're going to keep the previous movies like, and these other things. We're not going to bring back Vader just because... Yeah, because no, I mean, he's, he's dead. He's that's, dead in canon. It's, it's canon. We've decided that that's how it is. <laughs> we haven't decided that, oh, in Knights of the Old Republic, you, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber is eight rings instead of twelve. Like, we, we don't care about that. That was the kind of the mentality of the disclaimer they had to put out. Yeah. But yeah. I think we'll wrap it up there. I think we've covered pretty much everything. Um... Yeah, we've Star wars <laughs> this podcast about as much as... <laughs> as Skype much as you stand. can. <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. If you haven't seen it, we did spoil it, but you should definitely go see it. Yeah, definitely give it a watch. If if nothing else, get it on Redbox in a couple months. If nothing else, if you haven't seen the previous ones, watch all of them. Yeah, then watch all of them again. I mean, technically, if you wanted to, you could just watch 4, 5, and 6, because it picks up after that. <laughs> but I, even, even though I don't like the prequels... They have a place. They're firstly, maybe you will like it. And secondly... Yeah. It is still part of the universe. It's, it's canon, so something that's yeah. happened in the previous three uh, play a role in the remaining yeah. films. And also, or, everybody, if you haven't watched any of... Like, maybe you should watch one, two, three first. <laughs> and then you're not soured yeah. by it. Yeah, Or watch them anyway so you can tell your friends, My God, that was horrible! Exactly, then you'll have something to say. But, yeah, or maybe you'll say, Guys, the prequels were great, I don't know what you're talking about. And if your friends look at you weird... We told you so. <laughs> but yeah, Star Wars would be great. Yeah. All right. 
podcast right. out. Podcast. See you guys later. Did you enjoy this episode of Avoid All Spoilers? Well, why not check out another episode of ours? If you want to give us a rating on iTunes while you're there, or if you want to give us more feedback than a simple star rating, go ahead and tweet me at Brad Bell underscore on Twitter. Thanks for listening.